something they're playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico yeah, do please join in at home. Uh, long John Baldry there for you. Um, and that would have been particularly uh, enjoyed by uh, Benny Renlock. Uh, Benny uh, was waiting, he says, anticipating uh, the golden moment for Long John Baldry. Um, and uh, let's, uh, well, nothing's gently swaying because it's so hot and sweaty in uh, Campeche. I think it's pronounced Campeche. We'll find out now uh, as we uh, join John Bonfilio. Is, is that right? Uh, John Campeche? That is absolutely 100% correct, Martin. Brilliant. And how hot is it at the moment? Uh, stinking hot. We're in that, that part <laughs> of the year where all you do is, all you do is sweat. And I was just thinking, I was cursing you just now because, because with these calls, essentially when you, when I'm at home, when we're at home, we have, uh, it's, it feels a bit like a 1950s Humphrey Bogart movie. You've got like floor fans, you know, mm. you move the fans around the house with you, um, just so you don't, you know, you don't sweat consistently. But if I put it on during the calls with you, then it distorts the call. So the yeah. 10 minutes on on air with you, I get hotter and hotter and the sweat drips uh, uh, significantly oh. off my brow. Yeah. It's and going it's like, ready. I mean, it's going yeah, ready. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And this is throughout sort of late April, May. Uh, these are the hottest months. Yeah, essentially because the rains come after that. So at the moment, there's it just gets hotter and hotter, and there's no respite. And we've ha- we've had three rains here, which have not been significant rains at all, but three rains since December, like maybe you know half an hour worth of drizzle. Um, that's it. And then you'll get the violent rains in the summer. But then what happens with the summer is yeah, the temperature drops a bit, but because you've got so much moisture in the air, then the humidity rockets up as well. So it just becomes a different a different sweat feature to add to your to your daily chores. Yeah, blimey. Well, um, uh, let's try and race through it then, so you don't don't melt. What's this story about? This is a bizarre story. Um, A a web designer has bought the domain name of Google Argentina. So the actual country of Argentina, their domain name has now been uh, bought by by somebody, just a private citizen, a web designer. Yeah, a web designer. I mean, he actually only had it for... He was only allowed to have it for, for half an hour, but it seems there was some kind of loophole that nobody's really managed to explain, whereby Google Argentina, so, you know, the search page, each country has a different one, so you would search, you know, whatever it is in your own national one. So um, he was just designing a, a site for a, for a client on, on Wednesday evening, a couple of days ago, and then he just started getting WhatsApp messages saying Google Argentina was down, so he went onto the site and then saw that it was down, and then he went onto the national database, which in Argentina is where you see what sites are available and so on. And he spotted and saw really strangely that Google Argentina was available for purchase at two, two pounds, three, three dollars. So he started incredulously going through the process, you know, as you do when you buy a website of just, you know, the inputting information and the next stage and then the next stage and increasingly surprised that he was being allowed to continue with this until he got the confirmation of the, of the, of the purchase <laughs> order. And then at that point, he freaked out because he knew then at that point that he was going to be in the thick of it. Um, yeah. and, and he was. He's become a, a media sensation. The website, as I say, was taken off, off him half an hour uh, later, but he's, um, he's still not been reimbursed. And he was so freaked out by what was taking place that he actually immediately went onto Twitter and started sharing screenshots of the whole process and emphasizing, I meant no harm. I was just, you know, checking. I was just going yeah. through this process. It's not that I was trying to cause any damage, etc. But no, he's been... 
Uh, he's a national sensation in, in Argentina as we speak. Yeah, so for half an hour, he was Mr. Argentina, if you like. Um, yeah, absolutely. Anybody who went on to Google Argentina, then, you know, if he put anything, they basically went to his to his site. So he could have put anything up there. And then yeah. the, the millions of people that would have been searching for something random on Google Argentina would have gone to Nicolas Corona's uh, website, 30-year-old web designer who lives up until Wednesday, lived quietly on the outskirts of Buenos Aires. <laughs> and now he lives quite noisily on the outskirts <laughs> yeah, of Buenos, Buenos Aires. Yeah. That's amazing. That's very similar to the, with the story we have here, is that uh, uh, the Boris Johnson left his own private personal um, mobile phone number on a press release he sent out 10 years ago, and he's still got the same uh, number, which is bizarre. I mean, obviously, that's now, you can't now ring it because uh, it's all been shut down, but it's a similar sort of story. Um, also, uh, in uh, Latin America, at the moment, there's been an upsurge in um, military clashes on the border between uh, Venezuela and Colombia, which is causing uh, a certain amount of worry in that part of the world. It is. And also, it, I mean, that border has never been a happy place for a long time now. There's been you know, issues between left, leftist Venezuela and uh, right wing Ivan Duque in, in Colombia for, for a good chunk of time. And then Venezuela traditionally was always accused of harboring the FARC dissidents, you know, the leftist Maoist um, mm. uh, dissidents that were at the center of, of the strife that affected Colombia for, for two or three generations. And then equally at the moment, because the, the Venezuelan economic and social issues um there's a number of defectors that essentially reside in military camps on the colombian side and the, and the colombians don't really you know say anything to them so th this became a news headline this week because eight venezuelan soldiers were killed on the venezuela colombian border according to the defense secretary in venezuela due to irregular Colum interactions with irregular colombian armed groups so they're not directly incriminating colombia but they're saying that they are armed groups who who exist on uh, on that side of the border. It's actually something which has been going on for on and off for probably a couple of years, but in particular for the last couple of months. And the worry is that it becomes it gets out of hand. Um, the wrong person is is killed. A finger of blame is pointed at a particular you know government officer or something like that. And then it became becomes a, an all out mi military conflict, which at the moment neither country needs. But but uh, both leaders do go on one side and Maduro on the other could actually benefit politically from. So that's the nightmare uh, scenario that it kind of snowballs and, and becomes a much bigger thing than um, than anybody wants it to be. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it is inevitable when you've got two uh, completely diametrically opposed political systems in two neighbouring countries. It's something that... Uh, will happen from time to time in Latin America. We're, you know, being on an island here, we're, um, you know, we're sort of insulated from that sort of thing, uh, although the Scots do look a little bit uh, suspiciously <laughs> at us from, from time to time. Uh, there's problems there. But, you know, by and large, you know, you don't have those sort of issues, which, as you say, probably arise uh, reasonably regularly in, uh, you know, neighbouring countries in Latin America. Um, on the uh, a sporting topic here, um, the amount of and we know you know you're you know in several countries in, in Latin America there's a fanaticism obviously for football but also for um, baseball and uh, the major league baseball in um, in the US not dominated by Latinos but uh, at least 25 percent of the players are from uh, Latin America 
They are, yeah, absolutely. And also, not you know, they, they do really, really well and have done historically as well. Um, and as you say, it's not just that baseball is popular regionally, but it's also uh, the de facto national sport of Cuba, Venezuela, and the Dominican Republic. So it's one of those things. Interestingly, I think in a in a in a U.S. sense that um, in Major League Baseball, that the profile of Latino uh, players is is really really high, and they're the they're the fan favourites in um in in many teams and in in both leagues at the moment two young stars to to watch out for for anybody who's i guess if you've got listeners that are up this late listening to your uh program martin then they're probably you know some people are going to be following major league baseball in the u.s it's about it's about mm-hmm. that time so two names to um that i've picked out to, to watch out for one is uh, ronald acuna jr uh, he plays for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, he's from Venezuela. He was a, made his debut a couple of years ago and was immediately Rookie of the Year and then an All-Star uh, the year later. And is only one of four players in history to have achieved 40 home runs and 35 stolen bases. Um, and then this other guy, Juan Soto, who plays for, uh, who is from the Dominican Republic and started his career at the age of 19 for the Washington Nationals. At the time, he was the youngest ever player uh, in Major League Baseball, and amazingly, he hit his very first pitch for a home run off that off that first bat, and then won the home, uh, the World Series with the Washington Nationals in in 2019. So Juan Soto would be the other one that that has a big, big future and career ahead of him. Yeah, well, I'm sure we do have uh, baseball fans who are listening this time of night, and if my uh, predecessor were here, uh, Will Gavin, Will would. Uh, would talk at length about those uh, players that you mentioned, but they're certainly worth uh, watching out for. Uh, you can switch those fans back on now. Uh, Excellent. You'll, you'll be <laughs> thrilled to hear. Um, See you John, in a week. <laughs> yes, thanks ever so much for uh, for bearing with us. Uh, John Bonfilio there, joining us from Campeche in uh, in Mexico. Um, now.